Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Claudia's Smelly Room. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. The world changes, but we do not. Therein lies the irony that finally kills us. Evil is a point of view. God kills indiscriminately and so shall we. For no creatures under God are as we are. None so like him as ourselves. It's your coffin, my love. Enjoy it. Most of us never get to know what it feels like. Cue the theme song. song, baby. So, what do you do? I'm a vampire. Have you heard enough? But it wasn't. I've had to listen to that for centuries. You, uh, you mean this literally, I take it? Absolutely. But it wasn't always so. I had a mother once, and Louis, he had a wife. He was mortal, the same as she, and so was I. What a lucky break for me. Perhaps lucky for both of them. Kill them swiftly if you But do it! For do not doubt! You are a killer, Louis! What were you gonna do? Kill me, drink my blood, all that stuff? Yes. But you needn't be concerned with that now. Don't be frightened. I want this opportunity. I want some more. Alright. It's coming, 1994. More scary, scary, terrifying movies. We hadn't touched vampires for a while, so we're back into vampires this time. We're going to interview with the vampire. 94. Uh, Neil Jordan directing based on Anne Rice's book back from the 70s about vampires. Um, Really quite um, highly regarded books on the topic because... uh, didn't follow all of the rules of traditional vampire stories, what we now know is kind of that stuff. And um, I believe that she's over a number of books uh, crafted quite a few characters and um, spanning epic stories. So I believe this movie like is like kind of like an epic ho- horror, maybe. It's, I don't know, uh, something along those lines. What do you think? Uh, we got Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Stephen Ray, Antonio Banderas, Christian Slater, and Kirsten Dunst, and a few other faces, most likely, you would recognize. Um, made good bank at the box office. $60 million to make, uh, 223 in the box office. Um, yeah, I, so I hadn't seen this movie for quite quite a long time. Um, I remembered like the, kind of the key elements, but then there was also a couple of I guess surprises along the way as well. Um, yeah, I forgot Brad Pitt was in this kind of altogether. You forgot he was in this. He's like the just main. kind of like yeah, I know. I would definitely remember Tom Cruise, um, but Brad Pitt I, I, only like once we were getting ready, and I was I was like, oh yeah, right, yeah. Antonio, I forgot Antonio Banderas was in this. Um. Yeah, so it was nice to get some of those surprises and it set kind of the bar a little bit high because I wanted this to be um, not many movies that get into this topic like Dracula is kind of one of the longer more epic type horror movies and and this I think is um, not comparing this directly but like in the same vein is just trying to have that spanning story um, over long periods of time so that's what it set out to do I <laughs> That is correct, sir. Should I just tell everybody what this thing's about? You guys got nothing to say? I thought Uh, thought you were going to tell them what it was about. I thought we were waiting for you to tell them. Yeah. All right, cool. Give them. Give it to them. Let's give her. All right. Well, it is uh, in the 19... 
early 1990s, I guess, in San Francisco. Um, a man with a very light complexion and veiny Veracruz skin uh, meets with a reporter and tells him, I'm a motherfucking vampire and you should write my story. And so we get told the story of Louis uh, starting in the 1700s um, when he's having a bad time, following some family tragedy and gets turned into a vampire basically by this super well-dressed vampire named Lestat. And Lestat uh, takes Louis under his wing. Uh, but, you know, life of a vampire, maybe all it ain't all it's cracked up to be. Um, and so him and Lestat get into some trouble and a little girl gets involved in some questionable vampire behavior. And um, we get traveling to the United States, back to Paris, uh, meet some other interesting vampires as basically Louis tries to find his way through the world and come to grips with what he has become. How about that? Wee wee Louis. So, so did, uh, did Christian Slater's character get like glamored or whatever by him to, to take his story down? Because, um, otherwise it seemed, I thought that seemed kind of weird. Did he like glam him because he's just like, um, yeah, he just like takes strangers he meets into hotel rooms or whatever and like goes to their places and with a tape recorder and records them like that's that's what he does as a writer like a successful writer he just bumps into people randomly and just like goes with them places or did he get did he get does he, did anyone read the books Brent did you read the books I did but I can't remember how they end up their interview was I'm assuming he got person. glammed or whatever I, think, I mean I that's think honestly, what I have he, to leap to I think he's a writer because he says why did you bring me here like, did you bring yeah. me here to kill me? So, like, like Louis, Louis convinces him to come. I don't think he has to glam him. I think he's a writer, and I think he, I think he tells him, "I've got a story you're gonna want to hear." Um, yeah, but he didn't call him up at his work. They like bumped into each other in an alley or on the street. It sounds like so, like some, and then like it sounds like Louis was gonna kill him, and then he found out he was a reporter like by fluke before he like been into him and then the, he's like well let's go somewhere and i'll tell you my story so i i, I just always automatically assume he got glammed but i mean that's just i, oh. I think you can fill that well, in I, if you want i did want to have that discussion on what was like yeah did louis want his story written um he did for and, sure and then it seems like uh christian slater was convinced that louis was going to turn him that's why he brought him there and lured him there to tell him the story to get him all worked up about the vampire lifestyle. I don't know. I think Christian Slater like wanted to be turned by the end of it. Um, by the by the then, end, and he then does. Louis is like, and then Louis is like, I failed. Uh, I failed in this, and he's like, that's not what I wanted at all. And he walks out. So I guess he really did just want his story told. And then Lestat is just kind of always following Louis and fucking with his shit. Well, Louis tells him right at the beginning, like, "You're not in any danger. I didn't bring you here to kill you." Yeah, yeah. he yeah. tells him point for blank. Sure. He sa- he just and, says that he was gonna, and then like now he's not in any danger because he was originally like that's what I mean. He sounded like he was following him to kill him, but now that he found out that this guy could tell a story, he's gonna spare his life well, for that's him. Possible, to, to, yeah, it's possible. That's I well, it's in the dialogue. It's like he they say it, but it just seems like a pretty big coincidence that uh, he would be stalking this guy, then somehow finds out that he's some reporter or. A st- Writer, he might have known. I mean, the thing about coincidences is that they happen. He's been alive for hundreds of years. I mean, he, the fact that he stumbles upon a, a writer one time, I don't think that's. I just think it would make more sense so, if he, like, you know, reached out to somebody and was just like, I, "Hey, I want you. I want to tell my story. I have a crazy story for you." 
and because they do it and explain a log in the beginning about how they ended up meeting and it, it's just it's just poor writing that's all i'm saying my, well, my the assumption i had the assumption i had is that he he knew like he maybe he read some of his articles and liked them and he's like i choose this one and then like stalked him slightly and then maybe saw him and um and figured at this point i'm gonna contact him and then it seems like it's random out of the blue but it's really planned by louis because he did a little bit of research and knew he wanted his story written but it's in the explain log he christian slater says like did you follow me to like kill me and he's like yes but you don't have to worry about that anymore so like it, it, that, that's what i'm, yeah, that's that's why that's I'm saying it's, saying that actually yeah he does I do, that's actually because it's, it's confusing yeah it's bad writing it's just he should have just reached out to this guy it just sounds like it was just this big thing where he just falls they just fell into meeting yeah, each other randomly right. it's doesn't you don't need it just like he reached out to this guy and met him in a told him to meet him in this place because he had a crazy story for him to tell him like that's all you needed so it was like that I takes kinda, like two seconds. I kind of like it better the other way if I'm telling you the truth. I don't like that the vampire like reached out to a reporter to tell him a story. I like that it was like it was like a, like a spontaneous moment where he was going to do it and then found out the guy was a writer and then like he's always like full of self-reflection and this fucking self-pity and all this shit anyways. So it, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't hate it personally. I just yeah. hate explain a log, especially when it's bad. So you just you would it's have two seconds instead of giving us a scene with anything else. I think it makes it less cheesy than a vampire reaching out to a reporter. I think a vampire who feeds every single day for hundreds of years, eventually running into a reporter and thinking, hey, <laughs> I fucking tell this guy my story and watch his head explode. <laughs> I guess that's possible. Yeah, I yeah, guess it's probably po- I, I kind of like that better. It's probable. The fact that he Well, then they should have set eventually. it up better. They should have set it up better because I just didn't like the way it was written. That's all I'm saying. Well, they do it because it's why waste time on that? It's such a stupid detail. Oh, but I'm just saying it's the dialogue that's poor, not the setup then. It's just the the dialogue is bad or the performances. Oh, like enough. it just doesn't I just I just don't found it didn't find it believable. I found it silly. Oh, fair enough. Like usually in vampire stories, there's two. Usually in a vampire the vampire movie, it's either really scary or it's really campy. That's kind of like what vampire movies have become, or like one of those two things. But like, I didn't find this to be scary or campy. I don't know if you guys felt the same. No, it was deliberately not. David Geffen poured a shitload of money into this. They, so they they talk about if you read about this is that um vampire stories were always historically like shoestring budget. They weren't something that anybody wanted to pour money into, but David Geffen's whole vision for this was to pour money into it and make it like a big epic, but about vampires. He wanted to like bring that big budget feel that epic feel. He said he wanted this to be like gone with the wind, but with vampires. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it, and it does look expensive and it, and the, there's some great directing in this movie. Um, but, um, there's just also something to me that feels hollow ab- about the story. I don't know if it's because his character doesn't have an arc. Um, really, I mean, really, is I don't really feel like Brad Pitt's character has an, an arc from where he began at the from the beginning to the end. Like, what's his? I don't really, I don't really well, feel he, like he I think he does change have an arc from from where. Well, he changes a hundred percent. I think it from where well, Louis I didn't, I didn't starts. Get, Louis starts as like hating his human life because his wife and his kid died, right? All he wants to do is die. Lestat turns him into a vampire. He resents his existence as a vampire. He resents that he has to be a killer. 
he resents his entire uh, being like that, that he resents the vampire way of life. And then over time he learns to, um, well, he learns about it and then he learns to embrace it. And the point where we meet him at the end, he is a vampire. He kills people. He has come to terms with that life. Well, the beginning of the movie is when is not what you're talking about. The beginning of the movie is when he's being interviewed. That no, is we're that's talking, where we're we talking start about with the characters. Be, yeah, but we start at the end, right? We start. It's one of those yeah. ones where we see the end and then we see how we got there. So that's you can't go to the arc from the first appearance of Louis to the last appearance because those are the exact same time frame. But if he tells it's the story, story and, right? and by him telling the story, he changes like his mind about his life or whatever. You can start it there, but instead they kind. That's what I'm saying is the to me the beginning of the movie is when he's in the room and he's like, I want to tell you like about my life, and then at the end of the movie, is like it's he's he's actually in a worse spot because he thought that he could make someone understand how fucking terrible his life is as a vampire, but instead this guy wants to fucking be a vampire now. So so actually he didn't even convince the person he was trying to tell. Um, about how fucked up it was. Instead, he, this guy just wants to be a vampire too. So to me, it just it, it doesn't feel like it really goes anywhere. Kind of, it's a circle. It's weird. Right, but that's. But you're not looking at the actual like development of Louis as a character. That's what we're seeing. It's an interview with a vampire. It's a vampire telling. But his that's story. all done in voiceover. So like, I find out his wife and kid died with one line. This is like my wife and kid died from like smallpox or whatever. So like, I don't, I don't, like I just, I, he just told me that. So I don't, I'm not seeing any development. And then he just it's, tries to get a guy to shoot him in the chest. Yeah, but that's, so like he's already the, there the, the though. Human life is not the part that we're trying to get to. We're not trying to understand his human life. We're trying to understand where his he was at the life? point of conversion and then his vampire life, the story of a vampire. It's an interview with a vampire, not interview with a guy who uh, used to be person. Yeah, I know, but like it's the him trying to hold on to his humanity is what the story is supposed to be about, because yeah. his humanity is about him not wanting to kill people and that is or kill other human beings. Yeah, I know. So it's not about one. I think there's a, something there's something of the truth in both of what you're saying because um, lot, Louis does come through lots of change and he does um, come to grips with his vampire life. One thing he doesn't get is like satisfaction or happiness. Like he never gets happy. He hates his human life. And I think he hates his vampire life too, even if he has come to grips with it because he's probably hates what he's become and feels it's more of a necessity than, um, than a, a choice for way of living. Cause every, maybe every time he's tried to, maybe if he's ever found any other group of immortals, they were similarly completely fucked up. And now he just avoids it and lives solitaire until he, maybe he's going to take See, his own that's, it's, that's the big, what you just said is the big flaw of this movie. Cause it's dramatically like for the main character, it's always the same tone. He hates his human life. He hates his vampire 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 life like not there's like really dramatically it's repetitive like there's like really no his character just like just just wants to die is suicidal hates his life no matter whether he's he a human or a vampire when he's with claudia and lestat in the middle there's he he says yeah he's they do seem to have life. some good years yeah that's like five seconds that's like through. a five second montage like i'm saying like all of the big moments in this movie are dramatically the same like, yeah, I like I just there's a li- with that. 
he likes uh like other than the montage with the girl where does it change even when he meets is, her and it changes is, it her it is that's an exploration of the of the cruelty of that existence that is like part of the point right yeah, but you don't have two like, and a half. You can't have two and a half hours of that because then it just becomes uh, it becomes monotone. It becomes but it's banal not a typical plot. I don't. I don't know. I think it's an exploration of his life. I think it's 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 a it's just a it's just a fucking timepiece. One just, thing I know for a, a fact is pattern. that Brent Brent likes these slow. Uh, slower like brooding movies and especially about a topic like this which I know he is very very fond yeah. um, and I can see definitely how this movie doesn't fit in any any conventional sense of of, of movies like there, there are elements of this that feel like um, like a play at times even though there's some of the stuff that's taking place in a theater in the movie um, which is kind of a weird mind fuck for me um, yeah it's just it, it's it's it's, it's it's her script. It's Anne Rice's script. It's very beating a dead horse with theme and and f- philosophically too. Um, even well, when mean, he meets, like, even when he meets the new vampires and stuff, that that all he's not like that. Also, still once again feels he's not like he doesn't really nothing really changes for him there other than he finds that there's more vampires and but he's like doesn't even really. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, but I mean, it's not just about Louis. It's it's like it even at the beginning. It's not like it's not it, the title isn't even anything about Louis. It's interview with a vampire. I find that this is very much about the condition, right? And we meet other vampires. We explore that whole existence. We see different vampires that feel differently. They're not all brooding. They don't all hate it. Lestat actually like even like well he mentions like that we are as close to God as any creature that he's ever made. Yeah, but right? you need and, the character and, and to follow. A lot follow. of those guys in the play seem to be digging it too. Brad Pitt's clearly the main character, and you need you have him to to follow the story. But like, if he's never changing, uh, you know, internally or emotionally, and he's kind of always just but we've like talked depressed. about this before. We don't need the main character to change. We don't even need any character to change in a movie. Sometimes the audience is the one who's supposed to change. And well, no, it would joke here. And in those other no, in those other in those other instances, it was other characters in the movies who found change, like Back to the Future or Little Miss Sunshine, and and the main character kind of was the the mainstead, but uh, but like well, Lestat doesn't change like at all. He's pretty much consistent, and uh, no, Lestat the actually girl, is flat, which is unfortunate because Lestat's a really dynamic character he's actually the main yeah. character of all the books like they're all but it's the writing stuff. once again it's not i don't i don't think tom cruise did anything wrong necessarily although i mean no, he I, was maybe he was maybe directed wrong i like like i just i feel like they all had one vision but like i wasn't a it just there's something that feels really hollow about it to me at this time and it was definitely, uh, I definitely found it a little boring. I was constantly looking at the time as to see is when it was going to end. And, and um, I don't, maybe, I, I don't remember what I, I, I remember I wasn't a huge fan of this when it first came out, but, but I watched it a couple of times. So, so, um, so I mean, I'd watched it more than once. Johnny, what did you think of this when it first came out? I mean, it had like some huge name actors, and it received a lot of good buzz. I like I, as as I've said many times, especially during our month of scary movies, it like 
horror movies like were never were my jam. Um, I just this is a drama though, more wouldn't you say? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is that when I did see this when I was younger, I was like, oh, this this isn't so bad. It's like no one's getting like grossly done. It's it's actually you know quite stylish. And look, there's Brad Pitt and there's Tom Cruise and vampires and yeah, there were some neat ideas in this too, which are kind of the things. I don't know, my underdeveloped brain maybe at the time. Um, but like the way that the girls would have died in the in the tunnel with the sun would have seemed cool and the probably the vampires like flying around float like floatingly would have been super cool at the time. Uh, and then also you never would have seen a movie with vampires who were like laughing and dancing quite like that. Like, I don't know, anything I had seen regarding vampires would have been more like the typical Dracula kind of thing going on or i don't know underworld wouldn't have been around at that time so the the the, the part that i really enjoyed oh uh, but wait, wait a sec ben so when you when this first came out you must have really liked it at the time when it came out in 94 oh yeah i was all about it okay this yeah like so this, I this hit so. exactly who i was like a yeah a vampire geek right yeah so so for me the best part of the movie still even like after the fact thinking about it even thinking about it now was uh, and maybe it was because uh, they interjected a new character into the movie and and uh, a character that was very different than the two of them and stuff was when they when they turn um I don't know what her name is I call I just call her Claudia. Kristen Dunst Claudia, Claudia. Yeah. yeah when they when they turn her because um the movie takes a sharp turn for for the humor and I love her immaturity and her her inability to uh, check herself or or her um her inability to control her cravings and uh, killing like a lot of the people that are like her piano teacher or people that she shouldn't have been killing and stuff. I, I just remember smiling and, and really enjoying that. And, and uh, to me, that tone uh, of the movie was almost like what I think the whole movie uh, could have been is, is having a, a bit more of a twisted sense of humor about itself. Because, I mean, I know Tom Cruise's character um, does, you know, he is a, you know, he is kind of, you know, uh, fun and in the beginning and stuff. And some of his di dialogue is fun. But, but that humor to me was very different than the other humor in the movie. And I just, I was really excited about that. Um, I don't know. There was just something about that tone that really, that really worked for me. The thing I don't know is, too, is that if you look at that humor as part of the film, because it's the fun and games, right? Is when Claudia's there and it is so dark. If you think about that, the it's twisted, but I like it the, though <laughs> of the film, the part with like the most lightness and kind of the most like, well, fun and games or humor to it. It, it all evolves around a child killing people yes. unstoppably. She like yeah. yes. She's like she's like any other kid writing on the walls, but instead she's murdering people all the time. Yeah. It's so fucking pleasantly dark. I oh. love that so much. So that's what I think for me. If you would have had the the there be this movie be more fun because that's the only time where I felt like this movie was fun. If you would have had had his character having more fun being a vampire in the beginning. And have just just forgot be a little bit more entertaining with the I it think being that ruins fun. It. it ruins the theme of it. I know, but the only thing is, is if you would have liked it in the beginning, but then and then then stopped liking it, there would have been a change. But he instantly rejects it after he finds out what he's become, and then for pretty much the whole movie. And I know you guys say that he like came to terms with it, 
But, like, at the end of the movie, I I felt like he still didn't like killing people. And, like, he was doing it maybe. But I don't... They never showed him doing it. So maybe he was still eating poodles and people's dogs in the park. Like, I don't know. Like, I never saw him really getting into it and killing people. They I even, never They even talk about midway once. through the movie when when uh, Lestat makes a joke to, to Claudia about like, oh yeah, Louis, ask him about eating rats. And she says, did you really do that, Louis? And he said, it was a very long time ago. Like, he has accepted his life. He has come into the vampire life and accepted it. But you got to show me still, that, though. Don't You can't just have did. it in dialogue. I don't see him killing people. I see him only when other people are killing people. He either gets mad at them or he's repulsed. Even like when they, they're back, he kills That's that girl that he puts in the coffin. No, what That's about only... the, coffin, the coffin scene where he puts the girl in the coffin, the two prostitutes? He, he wants him to kill him, and he's, like, screaming at him to kill her, and then he doesn't kill her, and then Tom Cruise has to do it. They don't have Claudia at that point. No, that's still the beginning. Yeah, I know, but once, even when they have Claudia, I see Claudia killing people with, with like, no restraint. But once again, I don't see Louis getting into it. He's not wrong. You don't see Louis doing it. It's just no, the dialogue. Ever. But the dialogue that Louis has with like them a, there's like a is wink consistent to it. with him yeah it's consistent with him like he's just doing it he's just doing it on the dl but who is he killing is he killing hookers is he killing random people on the street like i never see him killing anybody like why does that matter? I d- because that that we, would show we, that we he's know, accepted we come it to under, we understand but they, that though i know but they show, do kind of make they do make a big deal about him being so repulsed by it that i would have expected them to at least show him like in his own element feeding on someone and being like this is life but yeah they like don't. explain they don't to me ever what once show him do it like they they don't Fair they enough. don't explain what he chooses too like does he choose like you know vagrants does he choose prost like like maybe he would choose something that like find that was to be ro- a fucking kind of a no go anywhere that detail though like who gives a fuck what he eats he eats people I know yeah, but I what I'm saying is, is if, if he, he eats fucking you know if if Latinos he's more if, or, or cruel, cruel cruel people or whatever like but if, but if fuck? it shows if it shows how he deals with it by who he chooses then that's very telling to me instead they make like one offhanded remark and still at the end of the movie when he's doing the interview. With with this character, he still seems like he's there's an there's a, he has a no. But he's they've already has, done exactly what you're saying with Lestat in the beginning. So if they do it again with Louis, it's just you're gonna complain about that. Then you're gonna say, well, we already heard that from Lestat. Why do we need to see it again that's with not, Louis? That's you're not an us excuse. Over the head with it's the same just thing. it's just to me. It's to me. That's just I I still feel he's he's moral person at the end of the movie. I never feel like he's become Lestat ever in this movie. No, he, so he never like, does. He's always different. He's more like the philosopher, right? That's what I'm saying. So, like, I don't really, I don't ever get the sense that he takes pleasure in killing humans, or and I don't ever see him kill humans. So, I don't ever get that. I don't ever. That never comes across to me. It's like yeah, in this whole movie, he does take pleasure in it. So I, maybe that's why they don't show it is because it's not meant to be something yeah. that he does with like but, great pride right but that would be yeah. interesting to show him like suffering while he's doing it because he doesn't have that's a what i'm choice. saying they're making that one of his moral dilemmas is i can't do this i can't do it and then he's like just know that i do it and it's like well i'd like to know it maybe it's not necessary but i'd like to know how you reconcile that in your brain because yeah that's, part exactly. of your journey. that's a, that's a no, great that's way a of good, putting it that's a good point yeah. that's a good yeah. point. i'll take that yeah yeah and yeah so interesting um and yeah, just going back to the other thing you guys were talking about before with the the the, the fun and games moments. I'm, 
they kind of seemed out of place to me. Um, but I, I did like them a lot. Um, it's just, it's hard. I'm trying to think of this like as a horror movie. And if, if those scenes were light, but I don't know, like was the, was that type of comedy fitting? Um, cause it was I, all I'm like, not- it was good acting. It was completely fucked to watch. Like for, for a reason Brent was saying, it's so messed up. He's like, and the way Louis reacts, he's like, You'd think he'd be like super pissed, but he just walks by the dead body and gives her a light scolding. <laughs> it's like fucking awesome. Well, so that, that gotta, you, you might be right. Maybe it doesn't fit um, the the tone of the movie, but that's that's the tone I wanted the movie to be is more twistedly fun. Like to me that I know that's a different movie, but like I would have enjoyed it much more if, if that was kind of how it was written. Because yeah, to me, I find it was that the you only don't time like I... the philosophical movies, like two thousand one, like this, like the longer, more like as long as like the you philosophy, as long as the philosophy is is not, as long as it's not repetitive. Like I found that to be very repetitive. Like I found like I knew everything about the philosophy in the first thirty minutes. So like I'm not really learning anything new as I'm going along. Like nothing nothing there's no there's no surprise or or you know like like that's it that from to me it feels very one note yeah it feels very one note like what did i learn differently from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie about vampires or are any of the characters and stuff well you know what i mean like i think that is important that brad's character didn't um ever fully accept that he was a vampire and still had a found it repugnant and whether he whether they showed him killing her or not like he was still seemed like the way he talked about it in the voiceover and to, and I also I didn't like the voiceover a lot of the time but the way he talks about it in the voiceover he still talks about it like a person who's got a morality and doesn't believe in murdering human beings yeah. so so but he was that way in the beginning and he's that way in the end and so I don't don't see him embracing the lifestyle at all. And then when when Christian well, Slater, he, I don't Christian, think he embraces it. I think he accepts it. Accepts it. Yeah. But if Christian Slater would have asked him, if Christian Slater would have asked him to make him a vampire, and he would have agreed, then then he would have been different, right? But instead, he once again yeah, tries would, to scare would, him. That would again completely undo all the characterization. Just work something would have changed though inside that character. I like, I'm not saying it's change. the right decision. I'm just saying. It, I would have been shocked. I would have been surprised, and I'd have learned something new about him. But instead, he's the you, same old Louis. If you Louis. watched a movie, right? If you watched a movie and you watch a character who doesn't accept who they are, and then at the end they accept who they are, to me that's change. I just don't know if he accepts it. I don't. I don't. That, I did not. That never came across to me. He accepts that's not it, my but he doesn't embrace it. You're you're saying like embrace it, but he doesn't. I don't think he embraces it. But he accepts it. He gets to a point where he's like, "This is what this is what I am. This is who I am. I just have to deal with that, right?" Which I think is a huge moral of a lot of movies. Is like, and a, and a, and fucking a million self help books and everything else is like, come to terms with who you are, right? Just accept that you have strengths and you have weaknesses, and at the end of the day, you need to like understand that you just are who you are, and there's some things that you can work with, but embrace your strengths. And I think at the but, end of the day, that's kind of what he does is he, he doesn't like what he has to do. He doesn't like who he is there. 
I think it's also a big dick move on Lestat. Lestat's like, you want to die? Well, I'll kill you. But he's like, yeah, now you're undead. You're not really dead. You still just have to live forever with this fucking pitiful existence. Yeah. It's a super dick move to make a guy like Louis. Make a guy like me that wants it. There you go. I'm happy forever. You got a great friend. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, that what you're talking about, I, I don't ever get a sense of that. I mean, he it's probably because of the voiceover and stuff too. Like at the beginning of the of, at the beginning of the movie when he's doing the voiceover as the storytelling, like all of that what you're saying is already in there. Like he's like, This is what I am, I became this. So like throughout the movie I don't I don't see that transformation. He's talking about it in the very start of how like this is I, he has no choice. Like he doesn't have a choice to accept it or not. He just is what he fucking is. And like he has like What's he going to do? Like, other than kill himself, which is not well, as easy of an option any, any longer. And you could say the same for anybody. Any story where the transformation is them coming. Not if the writing is good and it's actually a good story. No, yeah, I see, this, this is why it's so interesting is because I completely agree with both of you. I think he does change in a, in a noticeable way. I just... And again, this is a horror, but I just... I don't, I don't dig it's it. It's not I, a horror, I wish though. It it's was, a drama. It's oh, very it dramatic. Totally a horror. It is a horror for sure. How? There's like grisly murders. There's a lot of fucking macabre shit in this. Like, it's not a horror. It's a horror. In the frame that you're thinking of like a slasher. It's not a slasher horror, but there are different levels of horror and different areas. It's not scary though. It's not scary in any way whatsoever. Like, I know he's a vampire when they kill people. There's nothing shocking or surprising. About the darkness, about them like... The, the absolute monstrosity with which they kill people. He dances yeah. with a dead with the with the girl's dead mom in front of her. That yeah, also seemed up. very they, weird. They put a live girl fit. inside of a coffin, and then Lestat tries to convince her that she's dead, and she's like going out of her mind. Like this thing is filled with horror. If you I know, like, but I'm not that's afraid. part of what I was worried about with you is that right from the get go, you were finding problems with it which we do sometimes when we watch stuff we just start to rip it right away and i think that we get caught up in that without watching it fully and getting into it i think that you need to especially with a movie like this that is thick and long and dramatic and melodramatic um, <laughs> melodramatic for sure <laughs> i think that there is a level of this stuff where you need to you really need to devote some part of your mind to it. Instead of devoting parts of your mind to what you don't like, you have to really think about the movie sometimes. And I'm not saying that this movie is like full and rich and, and like it's got like a lot of philosophicalness or philosophicality. I don't know the word. <laughs> Philosoph- philosophically. There you go. Um, so it's got a lot of philosophy. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say it's the deepest movie ever, but I'm saying that a lot of this stuff, like especially if you're looking at the darkness, like you're saying, like I didn't see any horror, but this movie's filled with fucking. Well, a good example of that is things. so the things you guys said. So the girl who the prostitute who they put in the coffin, he already killed her friend. I know she's going to die. I don't know her. I've never met her, and I know she's just going to get killed because they're because Louis going to kill her. So there's no suspense or horror there. She's yeah, just it's, a it's prop about, it's for about putting the yourself movie. in those shoes. Imagine the terror of that situation. Like it's about it's the about director the did a piss poor job of doing that then because it was all about Louis trying to convince 
Lestat trying to convince Louis to kill the girl. That was what that scene was about. It had nothing to do with that girl. It was the conflict between Louis and Lestat. So it wasn't it's wasn't the scary. There's no it horror to it. Yeah, and that's like that's probably not good either if you're trying to make a horror movie and it's casual. And it was the same with the dead body. That dead body thing where he starts dancing with it was was silly and funny, not scary. It was ridiculous. It, it seemed like the tone had no, changed. That's the music, what I'm saying is they are making the music you comes laugh up again. at something. They're making you laugh at something that is absolutely beyond morbid. The idea but that someone would come in and dance with your dead mother in front of you as a as a six year old, like that but is. But I wasn't fucking, laughing at it because it was good, though. I was laughing at it because I thought it was bad. That's what I'm saying. Was I like, laugh because I think it's fucking ridiculous. I think but, it, that the way that that Lestat does it, the way that Tom Cruise acts that scene out, I think is fucking. Um, it's shockingly absurd. But the I think music, that the darkness is there. The music and sound effects also for that scene and many, many, many other scenes do not help this movie. Oh, the, they, awful. They, they make the, the music, music like aren't great. over-dramatize everything that doesn't <laughs> need to be over-dramatized. Like you could have taken out all of the soundtrack to this movie and that, that simple change alone would have made this more serious movie. And would have made it a better movie just by removing the music. You could have had no music, and it yeah, would have been music, better. We can all agree on that. I think the yeah, music. Oh God! Not, it, it ruined it. Done. It's yeah, terrible. It did, it did like whoever did it. that. No, it it did it disservice to it. If anything, like think about. Oh my God! I would love to just watch some of these scenes with no music, and see how they come off. Because I think they would have come off a lot better. The other only other scene that I really really liked for for um, Louis' story, which was a sh- show not tell again, because there's way too much fucking voiceover in this movie, is when he <laughs> kills that woman, the countess or whatever's dogs. When he kills her dogs instead of her, that is a great scene because yeah. it shows his ambivalence or his rejection of what he's supposed to be doing. And even Tom Cruise comes over and gives him shit, and he kills the woman anyway. So to me, that is one of the, one of the other best scenes in this movie because it's a show not tell, and there's n- really no dialogue. I mean, it's just him kissing her neck and him looking at those dogs barking. It's a great scene. Uh, I really like that scene too. Yeah. No, that scene's good, and you're right. That is a great show not tell. Th- to me, because I was thinking about the voiceover, and I think that the voiceover functions because we are doing so much work. Right? We're we're transcending a lot of time we're transcending a lot of different scenes a lot of different stuff and the voiceover moves to create um almost more like clip art do you know what i mean like it's it allows the scenes to be more brief than they would have to be otherwise to give us all of that so the voiceover really allows us to truck through his life um and i i don't I don't mind it. I don't disagree that there's definitely some more work to be done with the show not tell. I, I find think it's that bad. the voiceover isn't uh, doesn't ruin it though. I, I think it does. I think it's bad writing because think about the scene where he's playing poker and uh, that guy accuses him of being a cheat and then he pulls out his gun and he opens his shirt and stuff. All of that's riddled with voiceover. Think about it with no voiceover. It's a million times better. We get it. We don't need him telling us that he wants to die. He's opening his fucking chest and the guy's pointing a gun at him and he's saying, do it. 
Like, why do we need voiceover over a lot of that stuff? Most of that, to me, came off the exact same way. Take out the voiceover, and it's a better scene. Let the actors and the directing do the work for you, and it's it's all there on the screen, and it lo- and it's beautiful looking. Just shut the fuck up, and like let me enjoy the fucking scenes. Because then Lestat follows him out, and then kills the guy, which is all voiceover too, and kills the guy who's gonna kill him or whatever with the prostitute, and then goes and like converts him, which is all voiceover too. I don't fucking need the voiceover. <laughs> Take it out, man. Take yeah, out the voiceover it, it, and the music, uses, and this like increases it like by ten. Interview or story retelling is like one of the somewhat acceptable forms of voiceover. Reading letters and things like that too can be can be perfectly acceptable. But yeah, even I'll say they went way overboard. Way I could have used some a little at the start just to get us going. Yeah, his wife and stuff died. You have to tell sure. us that. We can't see that. Yeah, yeah, I think you need that, but yeah, that you don't need as much after. Um, I know I it's got to tie thinking it that back. The scene you're talking about wasn't terrible with the voiceover because I do find that there's an ambiguity about it. You could have shot it differently and done the whole thing differently to show us. No, that. you don't have to change. That. You don't have to shoot it differently. Just take out you the do. voiceover. I think, and that, the one, I think that you lose the texture of that without that voiceover. I think I did, well, the other I risk, with that, but that's the, just my opinion. But the other risk is you won't realize Louis's transformation unless you hear the 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 current him and how confident he is in his demeanor and and kind of what he thinks about certain certain things from his now perspective, which is I'm, he's older and wiser. So I wonder if you'd lose uh, a lot of his character's development. His arc would seem less, even if it is I, not going to be I, pleasurable. I'm not si- well, that's the once again the writing, and like if you're covering that up with voiceover, then once again that's bad writing anyway. But like I think a lot of it's there. I'm not saying you take out all the voiceover. No, I'm no, saying no, you no, leave in just the parts where I I'm not seeing it. Once again, if I'm not seeing something going on, then put the voiceover in. If you need to tell me something I'm never going to be able to see, that's fine. I think we've had this argument a million times. Yeah, we've like talked about it, it, but it's always there's always nuance to the voiceover. Like we can all agree that American Psycho voiceover is abysmal, maybe the worst case of it. <laughs> like that scene where he's pulling the face mask off. Like he that that movie just does the absolute worst job because it tells us <laughs> as we're seeing things exactly what we're seeing. It's like, and then I walked and got cereal, and then he walks and he gets cereal. Like it's fucking useless, pointless bullshit. I just I find that, that this is a little detour from that. Um, I found I actually found this very similar because, like, no, I found a I found like seventy percent of the voiceover similar to what you're just describing, uh, as showing sure. showing maybe, us maybe talking, yeah, talking over the scenes as we're seeing them doing the things that they're talking about. And and, and, and don't get me wrong, it's more flowery. And like the writing is a little bit more, it's like just filled with metaphors, right? So our, our analogies or whatever, oh, but that similes, doesn't make yeah. it similes, similes, but it doesn't make it simile, any, yeah. but it doesn't make it any better. It's just like instead of him saying, same. instead of him saying like, I walked to the window and looked out the window, he's like, I could feel the night when I looked out to the window. It's just like, who get, like you're fucking, it's the exact same thing. No, see, I, I find that's even that example that you gave is different than, than like a, it's than bad. Like, like let me shit. see him doing it and let me see it on his face and then show the night. Don't yeah, have to like, tell yeah, me he's feeling the night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, it's bad. All right, all right let's change tack a little bit. Claudia 
is turned at a very young age, which also is like shocking as that is happening, um, that that shit goes down because it's like terrifying that he hates being a vampire. Now they're going to create a forever doll looking vampire with her crazy hair for some reason. Anyway, um, do you guys think that Claudia's brain function is going to be forever limited, like within a 10 year old time frame, just a 10 year old vampire time frame or because over the years, like it was what, 30, 50 years that they had and she didn't grow an inch. She did, she still didn't completely mature. She changed and she like became more accepting, but I don't get the sense that she was like now a mature woman of 50 years. I always got the sense that she has that that petulant child, that rebellious thing in her and I think she always would have if she had been permitted to exist. Yeah, I agree I with don't, you cuz they say too later that it's that it you not we're not supposed to make kids. Yeah. And I think probably that's why is because they'll never evolve past. Yeah. Right? I don't mind that. And to me, that totally does make sense. The thing that bothers me is she seems more her, her thirst and her and her fucking not caring about human life seems far closer to Lestat than Louis. And uh, they show that in all the humorous parts and stuff. And uh, she seems to have no problems killing humans uh, and no problems with being a vampire. But then all of a sudden... They, her, she change, she shifts really quickly, and once again, they they say the passage of time and stuff. But that's just her wanting to kill Tom Cruise's character, and be with. I know they show her like snuggling with what's his face in his coffin and stuff, but she still comes out of the coffin and just starts killing people, like wa- like waitresses and, and uh, maids and uh, piano teachers and seamstresses. So even though she snuggles with uh, Louis and stuff, she seems way more like Lestat. And then she's like, "Fuck Lestat, let's kill him, and let's get out of here." And it's just what are you like saying? What? you can only you you definitely favor all the people that are exactly like you. There's I'm there's just no saying opposites. I, it would have made more sense That's to me that she would have been she would have been like, "Fuck this Louis guy!" Like, come on, Lestat, let's fucking get rid of him and let's go on a killing spree. Well, she, but she instead, was she's like, "Louis did this to me. Lestat did this to me. Let's fuck him and let's go out on our own." Louis the Louis the caring one. Louis the father, the mother, right? No, I, I know she's Louis the mother. Lestat I mean, is Lestat is He's distant. He's spiteful. He's all of those things to her. And like Louis always acts with compassion, right? It's no wonder that she favors Louis. But she, she doesn't seem to have compassion. That's what I mean. She doesn't seem to have compassion. So why does she favor the compassionate one instead of the strong? killer type which is like more like she is well obviously being a vampire changes you the way you see the way you um the the urges that you have like even someone repulsed by them can't help but want to like suck blood as we see in louis so she'd be like too i guess the way i would think in my head is that she'd be too young to understand the restraint it's like give a kid a coca-cola and they'll chug the whole thing back and go on a crazy sugar high. Like maybe a small cup would have been more appropriate. But she's like, fuck that. I can have as much blood as I want. <laughs> and in that line, see- it's nice to see her with Lestat because he is unrestrained. He does not hold back. Like um, what's his name? Uh, Louis was saying he has three people a day. Drains like the young yeah. one and then the aristocrats. And this and that. It's like three people a day. So, but I are, never you, saying, are you com- saying a carnivore kid can't love a vegan parent? Colin? I just, I just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I never see any remorse or compassion in her. Not he even towards Lestat. So she grew up. If Lestat's her father of 30 years, she shows him even less compassion and respect than the fucking strangers she randomly fucking sucks their blood out of. Like she never, 
she's never shows anything to like towards any like human life like louis does ever but yet no, but she like she needs to you're it seems to me like you're saying different people can't i'm just saying i don't know why she's pissed off at lestat and like turns on lestat because she's she actually is more like lestat so maybe she hates you know herself so she's projecting on lestat i don't know she, she definitely, get, he's she made definitely her comes become. to hate what she's become because she knows she's never going to reach womanhood. And, and I think, weirdly enough, I don't know, like, she seems to be into, into Louis, like we should be together romantically. Yes. Instead of just like a that. kid. She does love him, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, this movie has everything. It has heterosexuality, homosexuality, pedophilia, uh, murder, uh, it's gross, <laughs> nudity. I mean, it has it has everything in it. All of the <laughs> so vampires like the we meet in this movie are quite effeminate, right? There is yeah, a lot really of homoerotic. homosexual. It yeah, is, it, it's very interesting way to go. Like, is that how it? Like, they're all like elf-like people. Always that like that like kind of calm sensuality, or instead of like masculinity coming from them. If that makes sense, like they're vicious <laughs> and they're killers. Tends to, doesn't it? Like, yeah, it's Dracula interesting that, that way. Hair. Yeah, very. Like the br- way they dress, very Lestat proper. Dresses. Like, oh yes, I'm definitely going to feed on you now. Hus. Um, very interesting, very interesting. Because yeah, it's hard to tell like who's into who in this movie. Like, did did Lestat just want a companion, like another vampire to hang with, or like was he into into Louis because he looked into into Louis, and then Claudia's into Louis, but then it's also kind of her dad, and Lestat's kind of her dad, and she kind of tries to kill him, and then there's Antonio Banderas is obviously just dripping for Louis. Um. Yeah. So yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, so like for an me, Oedipus thing, right? Where she like wants to like, you know, she wants to bang the one parent and kill the other one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's definitely that in here. Um. Um. Yeah. Like, but for a movie, once again, for a movie with all those things I just mentioned, mass murder with like some kind of a some kind of a weapon. What's that weapon he uses to kill those guys on fire? Uh, what? It's it's like something you'd use to cut down corn in a field. Oh, it was a scythe. Oh, the, the scythe. Yeah. So so mass murder with a scythe, like tons of nudity, like tons of murder, ton, oh, like tons. homosexuality, pedophilia, heterosexuality, all of that. And I'm still like still I was still bored. I was very bored. So like, how do you have all of that in a movie and still bore me? Is my question. And so, yeah, that to me is that that this does not hold up for me. You just decided to call it in. Yeah, I was just bored to tears. We knew. I think think we knew. I think we knew. Yeah, I think we knew. I think I knew Colin was. I think I looked at my I think I looked at my phone like 15 times to see what time it was. Yeah, I mean, so, you definitely have no tolerance for anything like this. It's just got to be. You got to be entertaining. You got to be. No, it's got to be. It's got to like be entertaining or fun. Point from A to B. Um, because anything else is That's, not I, good. I, now, once again, I disagree. That I like lots it's of totally different the case, movies. Even even bridesmaids, which had, which is all funny stuff, because it was too much funny stuff and not a direct enough line from A to the end, A to B. It, I guess is the no, way to but say I that. didn't find that you, stuff. You funny. said it didn't hold up. I didn't find that stuff funny though. You thought it was funny, but I didn't. Forty-year-old virgin. Just you even said all that other stuff is funny, but it's too much. Doesn't hold up. He's it consistent. He doesn't. Most, no, no, he's consistent. I'm. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the way you, you feel. I'm saying that is the way you feel. This, the you need sense, to be. The the sixth sense is a perfect example. Watch that movie. It's about two hours and ten minutes long. It's a slower movie. 
and uh, and it and it actually changes from a drama to a horror at some point. And by at the end of the I day, even with whatever silly horror. twist it is, you should actually listen to our episode because I don't think you're you were a regular on the show then. But like yeah, the Sixth Sense these. is a a perfect example. It's a slower drama which turns to a horror and has a weird twist at the end. But the writing is so good, and I'm so invested in the characters. And I want to see like something good happen to them or something bad happen to them or whatever the case is. This movie has none of that. The, the black and white thing for me is it's good writing or it's bad writing. Like you can have flaws in the directing. You can have flaws in the acting. You can have bad music. You can have shitty special effects. But if the script is not good, it's not going to hold up and it never fucking will. And this has a bad screenplay. Like it's a bad script. Yeah, well, we won't disagree Doesn't hold that up. this could be better written. Hmm. The, well, it, take, the take directing us through is it, good. Take us through it. Cinematography was good. Well, the music we've obviously decided uh, <laughs> it's is, is, is Elliot Goldenthal is responsible, by the way. Elliot? <laughs> Did he do Take up a different else? line of work, friend. He d- he's an Academy um, Award winner. For yes. what? Um, let's see here. He must have done something good. Probably something before Frida. he really had music. His score in Frida in 2002. Oh, I don't remember Frida. Is it Frida or Frida? You said Frida. Frida. Yeah, with Frida what's Kahlo? her name? That one? With what? Heck? It's Frida, isn't it? Yeah, Frida. Heck. Frida. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce it. I believe you F- guys. Wait, you guys no, sound Frida. like you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Is that what you're talking Frida? about? Yes, yeah. that's it. Okay. Well, I can't recall the music in that, but I do like that movie. <laughs> um... Or I recall liking it anyways. Um, yeah, so the music, whatever. The acting, obviously, I think is is great in this. Um, I do find it a little melodramatic, uh, which, I mean, you kind of have to make a, make a call on. I wish it wasn't so melodramatic, to tell you the truth. Like all those similes, like all those long fucking dialogue stuff. Colin couldn't look less interested in hearing anything. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. I just he's like arms crossed, sitting did, back, furrowed uh, brow, shaking <laughs> his head. When you were saying the simile thing, I feel I so invested in talking head. to you. Um, <laughs> no, please continue. Yes, no. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. The thing is, I can get over some of that melodrama because I'm like, I was a nerd for these books. I was a nerd for this movie. I'm a nerd for vampire shit. I like all that weird, like whatever. But I do find that stuff to be, um, it's not my favorite. I I don't want to say it's bad, but it's probably, it's not great. It's kind of bad. A lot of that shit. Um, I would have liked, you can even make them talk in the period. You can make them talk a little bit different, which I give a lot of this stuff to pass for. Um, but some of it still is just, it's, it's attempt to be poetic without actually being effectively poetic. Legolas. Yeah. Never what do your elf eyes see? What do, my vampire eyes, like that stuff to yeah. me. Like, and I was pointing it out to you guys. You There's some things because so I've fun. seen so many of these, this movie so many times, there is stuff that stands out to me that has bothered me. Um, You're right. I, I can't believe we didn't. No one said the word pretentious. That's exactly what a lot of a lot of the time what you're talking no, about. That's was. a great call. Yeah, that's a great call. We should have said that. I can't believe we didn't. We did just now. Just did. Um, so yeah, this this is a little over pretentious, and I think that the movie suffers from that pretension. I I like it. I like the philosophy of the vampire. I like the exploration of the condition. I like seeing 
different vampires throughout different parts of the world and how they're engaging with that reality. I like, um, I like the Claudia stuff. I like the fun and games. I like the tonal shifts. I think that the movie is consistent, but I do agree with you guys that there is some parts of it that do seem to pull you out of the, like if I think about where the middle is and then if I gave this like kind of like a, you know, like a min and max on either side for where that is, I do find that it, it just crosses those lines a couple times and probably that humor is one of those. Right. And I do think that maybe Colin's dead on when he says that that music, cause like that scene where Lestat picks up her dead mom and starts dancing with her, they play like this whimsical, whatever the fuck music. And I find that it, it over, it, it, makes the the scene more comical and absurd when I think it just ruins it. I think that that music again kind of ruins some of the stuff that could have been shot. Maybe it could have been left the way it's shot, but I think with different music or allowing the tone to be carried differently gives us a different feel and maybe it creates a more effective vibe. Um, Lestat is like, and I mean, these books are pulp. Like they may as well just be fucking romance novels. If I'm being honest with you, Later on, they get even worse. Uh, Lestat ends up meeting God and the devil. Like, it's, I mean, it's not great shit. It's not literary <laughs> fucking genius. It's, it's, you have to allow yourself to get lowbrow, which I think is kind of weird because I think that this movie is, is lowbrow. It's, well, it's pretentious. It's like, it's trying to be something that I don't know if it works effectively at getting there, but it looks great. The feel is great. Um, Lestat's character to me is a little dry. I think he could have been way more diverse. I think we could have seen um, a little more roundness in him. I think we could have seen some of the warmth of him on top of some of the evil and cold. And that would have allowed us to see maybe that he was, you know, a, a person also instead of just like this fucking paper cutout of a, of an antagonist. Um, to me, it, to me, I gotta say it does hold up because I, I do like watching this movie. I don't get bored actually. And, and I've seen this a lot of times. I don't get bored and it might be because I like the content, but, um, yeah, I don't know how much more I can, I can, oh, I could draw on for fucking long time probably, but, I, to me, it holds up. I think that the tone is consistent. I, I like the content. It's probably be the nerd in me um, that gives us a pass. Nerd it up. Jonathan? That's me. What does your Jonovision say? Um, my um, I like the subject matter. I think there's some really interesting things here to explore in the vampire world because... Like I said, if you're used to them just feeding, it's really interesting to think of like what are the rules and, and how did it get this way? Um, like if you think of uh, Underworld or whatever, where the, the vampires have like big modern compounds and they're all rich because they're immortal and I guess they're just good investors. But how would vampires make their way through these times, right? It's it's very interesting, but it's like they took something like Little Women or uh, Jane Eyre or something of that era and just like was like, it's got to have, and I think Brent said it, like that melodrama. 
super thick with melodrama and then just lots of horror and like tons of like let's throat slit Tommy and have him bleed out for a good period of time and feed on people who are begging to be done and doing all the dance and stuff and it ends up being a, a weird a weird mix for me and it it's so brooding and slow and um it that leaves me with more of like I wish they had gotten more to the point in interesting areas than than drawing out a lot of the things they draw out and and don't give me that satisfying a, a, a final look at um like if Louis is going to be my main guy then I don't know. It'd be nice to have him succeed, I guess. But I guess that's not the whole point of this. This is more a movie that's intended to be dark and there's no happy endings. Like this guy is cursed and we are watching him primarily. So we're going to like see the cursed end. And I just don't love it. And there's something, there's definitely something here that's very, very interesting to explore. But um, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me this time. It seemed long. Um... I, I was laughing at parts that I think were meant to be more shocking than they were, and I can't tell if that's because it was it was just shot in a funny way or the puppet for, like, the dead mother, or if I was actually, like, maybe laughing because of how wild it was. Um, Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting, and it should be more shocking than it is, but because it has so much of the melodrama, it just it takes a bit of the edge off, and I think the movie needed to keep that edge. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Actually, I think that's a good point. I think it, the edge should have been should have been finer on this. Yeah, yeah. It's at a time when everything is like so like feels like over the top and like see with my vampire eyes and all that. And then the group of vampires they find are theater actors, and everything is like consistently weird at that point. And it just feeds into this whatever that some of this movie seems better off for a play or it just seemed like a play and and plays are just have longer more drawn out scenes um and i just i needed this to be a little bit quicker um a lot quicker maybe and i don't yeah super interesting stuff here like a little vampire kid just feeding like crazy and the the vampire parents uh, who are like a, a young gay couple are, are trying to get it together like that's hilarious yeah, they do exactly what you're not supposed to. They have a kid to save the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so you make a movie about that. That's awesome. That's, that's See, what you be, need. And to be honest, do you know what, though? This movie, if you got, have you guys ever seen um, Only Lovers Left Alive, I think it's called? It's a Jim Jarmusch vampire study. No, I haven't. I, I haven't seen it. No, I don't think I've even heard of it. Don't. I, like, definitely yeah. don't. Did, it's, did, we, did John it's, finish, though? Were you done, John? Oh, oh it it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up. It, it I, I it, it's it ends up being a real disappointer for me because I I like the, the, I think the actors are good. Um like the the set designs and stuff that they use, the costumes, like that stuff is all pretty solid. Um yeah. so like I don't question any of that. I like you vampires. I like vampires too. I wrote a whole fucking TV pilot about vampires, but like I I so I like the I like parts I like aspects of the of that um i like there's things about vampires that i that i movies and tv shows and stuff that i like but this to me just didn't it just didn't work that's all it was it it's I, I'm, I'm not as big a fan for sure as brent in this stuff though no and you guys all have valid points about this stuff and and i'll even admit that that probably it's it's a nostalgia and and the geek in me that that gives this a big pass because I mean, you guys are right. Like, if if I'm being honest, and I and I point to um, 
to my comment on Colin about looking for the quickest point from A to B. If you take this movie, you can cut a lot of stuff, including probably voiceover and a lot of other stuff, and put this back together. Like, this movie is not a Humpty Dumpty, I think. You guys could agree. Yeah, I agree um, with that. I mean, if you take out the music and the voiceover, it'd be a huge improvement. What did you guys think? We never talked about the ending. And the ending used to be the thing I really liked, probably because I used to like uh, that song by... Uh, it's Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. Uh, it was there. We, we, they, we did a version of... That was originally the... Whose Sympathy song? for the Devil. It's the Stones. So the Stones, yeah. So the Stones. But this time I found the ending not good again. Not again. Uh, but I didn't find the ending good. I actually found the ending bad because it's just like... It's just like nothing's changed. It's just like, oh, we're going to start all over again. And now he's going to do this. He's going to change this guy. And, and then we're going to start all the way again. And so, like, once again, it's a circle. Like, this is kind of very circular. I don't, to I don't me, know that this like is starting again, though. Because it's not whereas, going. Th- like, Christian Slater is not Louis. Christian Slater has heard the whole story. He knows what the deal is, and he wants it. Louis I'm just saying Lestat starting over. I'm, I know it's, but I'm just saying Lestat starting over with a new guy. As that's oh, all. Yeah, he's just enough. like because it's hundreds of years, and he just so it's once again it's chases itself a little it's bit. A what did you guys it's, think of the ending? I I like it. It's it's Lestat's nature to just play. It's like a it's like a mouse. I like the just song like, still, and I like the uh, visual imagery and stuff. Uh, like once again, the, what bothers me, nothing makes me worse when a movie looks good. And the directing is good. Be- and then the script is not. Because it does look good. The cinematography is good. It's dark. And it's got a, t- a mood to it or a tone to it. And there's yeah. some great shots in this movie that look that yeah. are really long and are cool and well thought out. So like that that only infuriates me and pisses me off more. Because there's, there, they had stuff here. And they just needed a script. What if- Do you know they made these actors hang upside down for yeah. 30 minutes? at a time so that they could trace the veins in their face and do that makeup where you can see them. Yeah. And then they would have to hang, they would have to come down, they would quick try to do the makeup and then they'd have to hang again because the the blood would rush out of their head so quick. Can you imagine hanging upside down for 30 minutes would be miserable. I think the wardrobe Brad Pitt tried to buy himself out of this contract. He hated this. Yeah. He said it was like six months of nights. He was fucking miserable. Daniel Day-Lewis was supposed to play Lestat. But dropped out a few weeks before, so, so you had the it had to be. Picked I never up liked Tom Cruise <laughs> as the pick. Yeah, Oof. and I know Anne Rice what? didn't either, but she recanted. But I never liked Tom Cruise for do, Lestat. Do you know what I'm thinking now? What would have been a better idea would be if the movie started with with Louis getting frustrated and attacking the journalist, and the journalist runs for his life. This is the opening of the movie, and as he's driving, Lestat attacks him, bites him. And then does his whole happy ha-ha spiel and then pops in the tape and starts listening to the interview. And it's through Lestat's eyes reliving what Louis is telling us. But we see it from Lestat's memories as he's like, holy fuck, it's Louis. That's almost a million times better. Yeah. And that's a great opening. Like, what a great opening. And then we stick with Lestat. (laughs) Lestat's the main character then. Yeah, I like that better already. I mean, fuck. I mean, that does ruin some of the mystery of when they kill Lestat and you don't know that he's dead or not. True. I guess, but like I always, that always stuff always bothered me too, because like um, when they burn those vampires and he slashes them with that scythe or whatever, 
Like, I don't know that any of those guys are dead. Lestat's fucking did way worse than that to him, and he fucking's fine. He's walking around. He's killing people still. So, like, once again, it's just like you can't even kill these motherfuckers. So there's a, the whole, that whole, um, yeah. I mean, there's I different levels, too. So it depends. Like, this is all stuff that wouldn't come out in the movie and shouldn't come out in the movie, and it's just shit because I read the books. But depending who your maker is and how old they were and stuff like that and how closer to the origin of the vampire is depending on your strength. Lestat is very close to the origin in terms of being made. Um, so I think he's stronger than a lot of those guys that would be at the theater. I think that those would be like, like the very, like a lot of them would be kind of bottom rung. Armand obviously isn't that, but I think that's why he so, um, so easily discards them for Louis. Um, but Lestat is a stronger character. Yeah, and I know, and I I know a little bit about that from other vampire folk, folklore. But um, I still say like Lost Boys. I really like Lost Boys. I know Johnny's not a fan, but oh, I'm all in Lost. That's Boys one of my you. favorite vampire things. Probably is Lost Boys. To be honest with you, that's a great because vampire it's, flick because it's fun, right? It's fun and it's campy and it's yeah. silly and it's entertaining. And uh, yeah. to me, that I really like that tone. And I I think this movie could have could have been more fun and twisted but in that way that 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 even has a kid who's a vampire it has what's that kid's name michael <laughs> not star no it's not star star is the girl star. i don't remember it the kid is on the milk carton but i can't remember he jumps name. out of the bed and then they're like holy shit <laughs> yeah it's, <Eddie laughs> it's like the attack of any monster yeah <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch oh. that tonight. As soon as we get off, I'm going to watch Lost Boys. I just showed that to my girlfriend a few weeks I'm gonna ago. Pa- oh, my God. What did she think? Uh, I don't know entirely what she... I think she was like, that was okay. Oh. But she was working while she watched it, so I don't know. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> ask her and let me know. All right. Well, uh, two to one against for interview with the vampire. Well, Brent sounds on the fence to me, but <laughs> no, I think it holds up. I just I admit that that it has a lot of faults, and I and I like loved this movie so much when I was young. I like it kills me to watch something and then hear like you know one of your like well respected friends sit there and just like shit on the thing that you love <laughs> the whole time and you're just and then and then i felt like because a lot of the stuff that you were shitting on i i don't think i agreed with so i then i'm like finding myself defending it a lot and I sometimes i no, defend stuff fair. because i think that you're shitting on it too much i think it's yeah. shitty but maybe not as shitty yep. but this i was like <laughs> i was like i don't think everything is shitty and it's a weird it's a weird area to be in so it's definitely weird for sure i i do yeah. hate watching movies i i really enjoyed and then and then finding out they're not as good anymore it's it's painful yeah it's sad it's yeah, sad because there's a good cast in this movie um yeah, there is. Yeah, there's there's, lot, it has a lot of, of it has a lot of good. Yeah, yeah. The, I was very impressed with the directing. Like I also commented when I liked stuff. Like I talked about the directing and the the humor with yeah, the little Neil girl. Gordon. So like From I will talk about. Fame. Yeah, so I will <laughs> talk about the stuff I like in the movie. Like during we're watching it, but like I think the first thing I said was I thought the directing was really good when we started watching this. I was really into those. Big long well, shots he was composing. That first shot where you see he's riding with the horse and then it pops over the hill and you see right down that lane. Yeah, that it's New beautiful. Orleans plantation lane with the trees over dripping like that. It's gorgeous. Is that ever beautiful? Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, yeah. so there was things to like. Yeah, no, it's true. That's and the why way they do the passage of time and travel where like uh, Claudia is sketching on the boat and then you just see the pages flipping with the charcoal drawings. Like that's really effective too. There's a lot of stuff in this that's like really, really well done. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what makes me get, get like definitely doesn't have a pass for me is just that, that that makes it more disappointing. Yeah, me too. I get frustrated. Because yeah. it's almost because it's almost there. You mean? Yeah, it's hey, like Brent, it was going October. in some of the right direction. So, What's so you called? should watch you and it's October. So you're watching scary movies. You should watch uh, the Sixth Sense again. I really want to have a discussion with you on that. I think we should revisit it on the show. I fucking really enjoy that movie. Uh, I enjoy. I'd love to hear your opinions on it. I have. I remember liking it when I saw it the first time, and I just it's, never cared to watch it again. It's it was, so much I was better. Like, I was like, oh, that's good, and then I never. It's it's the kind of movie that got almost got better with age because I did not like it when it came out and now I see it and I'm like, I was so wrong. The 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 writing and the the directing and stuff are, is so good in that movie and the see, and it's and not I think really I remember that feeling. Slow, Bruce Willis. It's not even it's not even Bruce Willis's character. It's the the boy's character and his mom who who is played by who she played by John. Um. She's from Hereditary or whatever. Yeah, and, Tony uh, Collette. She's from Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Tony yeah. Collette. So she, her performance and the kids' performance and then the, the movie becomes way more about their relationship somehow, once again, shifts to them. And it's and it, the writing, I, th- that movie shouldn't work, but it, it works like gangbusters. So, yeah. so people should watch that uh, for Halloween. They can watch this too, but watch Sixth Sense. Yeah, and also watch (laughs) Halloween because that's what we're doing next week. The original 1977? Uh, Around that time. 76, I think. 76. I just watched the newest one. No. Well, I guess you can tell us if it adds up, how how it stacks up to the old one, I guess. Well, I'll tell you, the new one doesn't hold up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Nice. (laughs) Uh, So bad, too bad, so sad about Interview with the Vampire. But next week will be Halloween, and that is going to be a ton of fun. Or maybe it won't. I don't know. Maybe it's a giant piece of shit. John Carpenter, let's see what you got. Um, I'm looking for ingenuity in this movie. I want to see why a lot of movies have based um, what they do on this uh, one of the first real super Halloweeny scary movies, slasher. So let's check that out with Mike Myers. Um, thanks everybody for listening to this one. We'll drop Halloween next week at noon on Sunday, uh, Mountain Time, and uh, come back then. Have a good old listen. Thanks for coming out, and as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.